Body positivity is an interesting movement that focuses on the idea that we don't have to listen to the toxic culture that makes us hate ourselves. Easier said than done. It seems so obvious and so simple, but it's not. Welcome to The Shrinks After Hours. It's the last Tuesday of the month, and Julie and I are kicking back and just talking about a topic we think important. And today's topic is America's weight obsession. Right, Julie? Yes. Hi. I'm <laughs> psychologist Julie Mayer. Come on in. Well, I never said I was psychologist Cindy Ariel, but I still am even on the last Tuesday of the month. We haven't even had anything to drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Julie, let's just hop right in. Yeah. Everyone worries about looking too fat sometimes. We might worry when we're trying on a new dress or a new pair of jeans, or at least just think about it. Unfortunately, that's so true, Cindy. Media, like the movies, newspapers, TV shows, ads posted on billboards, all of them talk about weight problems and show people who are really thin. And they talk about how to lose weight. There's all these fitness club ads or take a new pill or drink a new drink or sleep off your weight or whatever. And while there has been some expanding ideas of body types that are portrayed, the majority of models using ads are just still tall and thin. Yeah, so the message is pretty is thin. Yeah. Very negative messages for all of us, but most especially for young girls who receive these messages about body image from a very early age. From an early age, you have to be culturally approved. The messages are relentless. Yeah, exactly. We're reminded every day that our bodies, our appearance, something about us is just not good enough. It's hard to ignore those images and be happy with our own bodies. Of course, other people shouldn't choose what we should look like. I mean, part of it is what we're born with. Yep. But it's a struggle to fight against all of this and feel fine the way we are. Because basically the message is that beauty is tall and thin and most humans actually are not. Yeah. As a society, we're so obsessed with weight that people, especially girls and women, can become depressed and worry more about losing weight than about their health. So many of us are simply uncomfortable with ourselves. Yeah, it's a terrible distraction to be so focused on that. It's meaningless. There's so many more important things. It's so sad. And so many of our patients, mostly female, struggle with their weight. I've worked with men around this too, though. It's just everywhere. Oh, absolutely. There are a lot of men who have this dilemma, but it, it is more females. Men have a whole different way of looking at things sometimes. I'm reminded of a episode of Seinfeld I recently watched in which his pal George is talking about what he looks for in a woman and one of his so-called needs 
was a full, luxurious head of hair in a woman. But meanwhile, he is balding and not a little bit. (laughs) Clearly, that was meant to be ironic and funny, but it does represent the total double standard of our society. Yes. So many women, especially, can become obsessed with the way they look. A lot of them buy clothes that don't fit in hopes or even as motivation to lose weight. And you know what happens to that clothing? It winds up never being worn because they never do fit. They hang in the closet as a reminder. Remember to feel bad because these clothes don't fit. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got rid of one of those dresses recently. (laughs) It was on sale, you know? Uh (laughs) Some women become so focused on losing weight that they become depressed and don't want to go out and have fun. Sometimes they're even concerned that going out for a fun night with friends will mean having to eat or drink. And they're more concerned about what that will do to their current diet than with the social connection. That's so sad. Yeah. And depression is one of the many effects of America's obsession with weight. People get depressed about the way they look and also about how long it takes to lose weight, how hard it is. When a person is on a diet that starts to take longer than they hoped for, it can spiral downward. They can just quit. They can give up and then they blame themselves. It's just, it's so painful to watch. Yeah. They blame themselves for not trying hard enough because women really do learn to blame themselves for almost anything. Mm -hmm. Couple that with our society that tells us that our self-worth is tied in with how we look. And you can get some pretty challenging ideas and perceptions. That's totally true, Cindy. I've worked with numerous women who actually believe that they would be so much happier if they just lost the whatever weight that they think they should lose. Some of them even managed to do it. But then guess what? They aren't really happier. And often, (laughs) often what goes along with it is these fantasies about being attractive to men or looking stunning and having people notice them or... On the other side of that is others are afraid of attracting men and they sabotage their own efforts to lose weight so that they won't be attractive to men. Yeah, that's a whole nother point of view. Frankly, I wouldn't want a man who was just attracted to me because I lost weight. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So what does that mean? And they're only attracted to her because she's thin after she spent her life fighting to be thin. It's awful. It is not right. Yeah. But the lifelong pressure to be thin and beautiful comes from so many directions. And it comes early and often. Even the medical establishment holds on to misperceptions and biases about weight and what should be done about it. Except in extreme instances, weight isn't necessarily a measure of health. That's right, Cindy. There is convincing evidence that maintaining a higher but stable body weight, so not on a yo-yo diet, and appreciating your body and valuing yourself is good for your health. The Mayo Clinic even suggests that stressing about your body size puts you at risk for weight gain. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. I wonder how they came up with that, but it's interesting. Well, stress can make you gain weight. It's true. Oh, good point there. Something like 75% of women in a U.S. report considered themselves to have some sort of disordered eating behaviors. We have a $60 billion diet industry and a $250 billion beauty industry. Meanwhile, only between three and 5% of people who actually lose weight keep it off for five years or more. Wow, that is a really low number. Mm. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. You know, historically, once obesity became a medical issue, 
then forget it for women and their bodies. You know, it all becomes much more complicated and managing body and food is much more challenging. True. Plus we get a lot of social and cultural reinforcement for losing weight. And like I said, it's big business. It's one of the biggest businesses in this country, actually. Mm. It's like in the top five. Wow. (laughs) Drugs for losing weight were first introduced in the 1920s. In 1943, an insurance company, this isn't even a medical facility, drew up a list of desirable weights for adults that were based on nothing. And based on a similar nothing, some doctors took on the identity of obesity specialists. And as we mentioned in another recent podcast, the weight charts that we were all raised with actually don't give us weights that are necessarily the most healthy, except for people who are very skinny or very obese, which do have some health risk factors. In general, people with higher weights tend to live longer than people following those charts. In 2013, the American Medical Association's own Common Science and Health Committee recommended against defining obesity as a disease, but the AMA moved forward to do it anyway. That means that obesity, though it is not really a medical disease and it is not usually harmful unless like you just said, Cindy, it's excessive obesity, now supposedly requires medical intervention. It's interesting to think about, you know, who lobbied who for that one. So many doctors are biased against fat people anyway, because they're people. And that keeps a lot of people, especially women, away from the doctors. You would think doctors would be the ideal professionals to help gauge the differences between weight and health for people, but they don't. No. I mean, I work with a number of, over the years, a number of obese women who very clearly let me know that they find it humiliating to go to the doctor. They get lectured the blood pressure cuff doesn't fit their arm. And even though a third of our population is obese, they don't have the right size blood pressure cuffs at the PCP's office. And their complaints get ignored. Doctors often chalk up to their weight, whatever it is that they're complaining about, and they don't treat them. Yeah, totally true. And the first thing you have to do in the doctor's office is step on the scale. So it starts off on a bad... (laughs) A Gallup poll in 2014 found that at age 65, more Americans feel good about their appearance than younger people do. Well, that's good news. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe by age 65, we finally get over some of this. We see our bodies changing and we just have to go with it. We can stop working so hard to be attractive since in our culture, there's tons of ageism anyway. Also, sometimes older people looking too thin look frail. And if they get sick, they become kind of weak looking. I I think we need a little fat for reserve. Well, women do, especially. That's why it's so infuriating when people try to follow those stupid BMI charts. It can actually make people less healthy. And research shows that some of us also moderate our obsession about weight as we get older, which is also good. I mean, I think it must be there still a little bit. It's hard to get away from. But we start to derive more self-esteem from within ourselves rather than from others. And like you said, Julie, we sort of have to because we just don't get the same attention for our physical appearance that we may have in the past. You know, this reminds me of when my mother-in-law, she was in her 80s, and I would say to her, yes, have the piece of cake. And she'd say, no, I'm watching my weight. I would say to her, you have my permission to never, ever, ever, ever watch your weight again and eat anything you want. And after I said it enough times, 
we would be over at her apartment. I'd see a whole Entenmann's cake and a big box of ice cream in her freezer. <laughs> she started to enjoy herself. That's what you should be able to do. I know. So you know what? If you're going to age, you may as well enjoy yourself. <laughs> For many women, it is a relief in some ways to stop caring so much about their physical appearance. So it's something to look forward to, but it's really a shame that people wait till their fifties, sixties, or in my mother-in-law's case, eighties, to start <laughs> to feel free of those cultural ideals of attractiveness and health. Somehow we have to change from being obsessed with the size of our bodies to loving and accepting ourselves as we are. And that's a tall order, but self-acceptance is critical to avoid the depression and disordered eating that can come about from having all those struggles with our bodies. Body positivity is an interesting movement that focuses on the idea that we don't have to listen to the toxic culture that makes us hate ourselves. Easier said than done. Mm -hmm. It seems so obvious and so simple, but it's not. There are some good sites that can get you thinking, though, and talking about bodies and weight in bold new ways, such as the bodypositive.org site. Or just go to Lizzo's YouTubes. She's pretty amazing. <laughs> if we don't work at this, it won't happen. So let's change the conversation about weight and health, starting with ourselves, our families, our friends, our doctors. We have to make the change. The healthiest thing we can do for ourselves is to love our bodies and treat our bodies with love. Absolutely. Well said, Cindy. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shrinks on Third. Until next time, take care.